Welcome to the Beeson Podcast, coming to you from Beeson Divinity School on the campus of Samford University. Now your hosts, Doug Sweeney and Kristen Padilla. Welcome to the Beeson Podcast. I'm your host, Doug Sweeney, here with my co-host, Kristen Padilla, and we are excited to have a good friend and fellow leader here at Sanford on the show with us today. Last week, you heard from Sanford's brand new president, Dr. Beck Taylor. This week, we'll interview one of Sanford's longest serving vice presidents, Dr. Betsy Holloway. Before Kristen introduces her, let me say a word about our fall chapel series. It begins on August 31st with convocation. I will deliver the convocation address entitled God Mend It for Good, based on Genesis chapter 50, verses 15 through 21. And assuming that we nip this new COVID surge in the bud, we'll be able to welcome guests back to chapel with us again. So please mark your calendars and plan to join us on Tuesdays at 11 a.m. in Hodges Chapel. This fall, we'll be exploring biblical texts that remind us of God's sovereignty and goodness in the midst of life's trials, like the ones we've all been suffering through these past couple of years. Details can be found on our website at beesondivinity.com slash worship. Kristen, would you please introduce Dr. Holloway for us? Hello, everyone. We are so glad to have Dr. Betsy Holloway with us on the show today. She is Vice President of Marketing and Communication and the Chief Marketing Officer for Samford University. She is a member at Independent Presbyterian Church and serves as President and Board Chair of the Public Affairs Research Council of Alabama. Dr. Holloway is married to Jimmy, and they have two adult daughters. Welcome, Betsy, to the Beeson Podcast. Thank you, Kristen. Thank you, Dean Sweeney. I'm so pleased to be with you today. Well, I have the privilege of working with you. Um, I've had that privilege for the last five or more years now, and um, I'm excited for our listeners to get to know you better. So why don't you begin just introducing yourself briefly? Um, Where are you from? Any word about your family and what you do here at Sanford? Yeah, thank you, Kristen. Well, uh, I have been at Sanford uh, since 2002 when I joined the faculty of what was then the School of Business. Of course, it's now the Brock School of Business. And without a doubt, those first 12 years spending time in the classroom and with faculty building those programs in our business school were a real highlight for me professionally and, and certainly in my time at Sanford. I am actually a native uh, of Birmingham, Alabama. Um, My my father was one of the founding faculty members at UAB, which I mentioned primarily to say that I'm a child of higher education. I I literally grew up in the labs uh, at UAB, where my dad uh, taught biochemistry and ultimately initiated a a center for macromolecular crystallography. But but his his science was the the study of drug design. And uh, he went on to leave UAB to form a company, Biochrist, which is actually Alabama's first publicly traded biotech company. But um, I grew up at UAB. In fact, my first teaching job was at UAB. We lived in Oxford, England twice when I was a child. Uh, My dad took sabbaticals at the university there in Oxford, England. And um, 
those were also really incredible experiences in my childhood, but also in my understanding of higher education. So it, perhaps uh, I should mention my wonderful mom was a school teacher. She taught fourth grade math. So it's, it's not surprising that I felt a calling to enter higher education and carry on their legacies as a teacher and an, an administrator. Dr. Holloway, you also grew up at Independent Presbyterian Church which will be important to some of our listeners, ought to be important to all of them once they hear all about this. In fact, you're an ordained elder and lifelong member at Independent Pres. Listeners, that is the church where our benefactor at Beeson, Ralph Waldo Beeson, was a member as well. So Dr. Holloway, can you tell our listeners a little bit about your church and about your spiritual journey there? Yes, thank you for that, Dr. Sweeney. Independent Presbyterian Church has been such a wonderful part of my life. I really can't separate my faith journey from that church. My parents moved here right when I was born, so it is the church where I was baptized. It is the church where I um, was confirmed, where I was married, and where my, my two daughters were baptized. So you can tell it's it's been a constant throughout my life. One of the areas of, of ministry there that meant the most to me growing up was in the music in, in choir. So I was in choir from when I could talk until I was 18 years old. And um, one of the many strengths of IPC is our vibrant music program. But between my husband, Jimmy, and myself, I think there's not anything at IPC we've not done, if, if you can think of it that way, uh, whether it be mission work or work in the church or community partnerships or volunteer uh, lay leadership in the church. We've both just loved our time in, in IPC. IPC is a, is a church here in Birmingham. Those of you who, who are familiar with the church will know it's 106 years old this year, founded in 1915 with a deep history in the community in terms of service to the community and in social gospel in and throughout the Birmingham community. So its legacy, I would say, while varied, one important part of the IPC legacy is its its community ministries uh, throughout Birmingham. And, and I've enjoyed and benefited greatly from uh, my work and association with that part of, of IPC. The most recent area of my involvement in, in our church involved the search for the wonderful new leader who will be our eighth our eighth pastor, our eighth senior pastor in the history of IPC, uh, Dr. Kevin Long, will join the IPC family here this month. He will officially start in September, and it was an honor to be on the pastor nominating committee to search and find Kevin Long, who has undoubtedly been called to lead our church at this time, and we're very hopeful and enthusiastic about the future of IPC. Dr. Holloway, you mentioned your time as a professor here at Samford in your introduction, but prior to your academic career, which I just find this interesting, you were employed by a global pharmaceutical firm as its director of international business development, and you managed uh, several global offices, as I understand it. So I'd love to hear what led you into a career of marketing and international business, and what did you learn from your time in that role? Yeah, thank you for that question, Kristen. Funny enough, as a, as a student, as an undergraduate student, I studied languages. So I, I majored in French and Spanish and minored in Japanese. 
and uh, was uh, in those years really entertaining graduate school and ultimately a career in international relations, international policy. And God had a different plan in store for me. But anyway, as a student of languages, when I graduated, uh, I lived abroad in Japan for a year working for the Japanese government and teaching English through a program in Japan called JET, Japan Exchange and Teaching. And I, um, based after that year, really just was determined to use those experiences to grow my knowledge of the world. And that led me to a company that had a, a growing international presence, a wonderful company. The name of the company at the time was Scandi Farm. It has since been acquired and part of a joint venture globally, but the business continues to be successful. But anyway, it, it was a remarkable um, opportunity that I had at a very young age to uh, assume an incredible amount of responsibility. I'm probably more responsibility than I should have been given. But uh, I think that's, I was in the right place at the right time, a fast growing company who had shown I, I was a hard worker and was willing to do what it would take to get the job done. And so I was, I was given a whole lot of responsibility at a young age. But indeed, I, I um, uh, managed our offices in Switzerland, Canada, the UK, Argentina, and Denmark. And our international revenues grew pretty tremendously during that period of time. I was with that company for seven years. And um, I can't imagine a job that would have allowed me to learn and stretch and grow more than that one did. It was a just a, a remarkable period of time and period of my life I'll always be grateful for. But then you came back to the academy. You came back to Sanford. You took an endowed chair in the business school. Tell our listeners about that. Uh, we want to know about your career here at Sanford, your research, your teaching. But I'm also, Betsy, fascinated with why you'd give up such a big-time career in the corporate world to come back to a school like ours. Yeah, they, that's a great question. And there's a long answer there. You know, faith journeys, there's a lot to unpack there. And I'm going to try to do it succinctly. First, let me tell you this. That year I lived in Japan, 1993, I lived in a rural area of Japan in a place where I was the only foreign person. And I had basic, basic Japanese language skills. That was a an incredible year for me, a time I've never grown as much in personally and spiritually in my walk, hands down, no doubt. You know, I was surrounded by a lot of silence. And silence is such a good thing. And that was the year that I recall telling my parents, God has called me to get into higher education. And I'm, you know, I don't know what it looks, I don't know what that means. Hmm. I don't know how I'm going to, how I'm going to land there, but that's what I'm being called to do. Well, Fast forward, and it is 1998, and I'm pregnant with my first daughter, Brooke, and put to bed uh, both of my pregnancies. I had, um, unfortunately, I had some medical challenges with both and uh, ended up in bed for months with both pregnancies. Those of you who know me well uh, know I move fast and I uh, have a lot of energy. And um, I tell you, in hindsight, I think that was God's way of telling me I needed to slow down and listen to him. You know, again, a period of silence. You're stuck in a bed all day uh, alone and totally dependent on him, I might add, because, you know, when you're pregnant, you have health challenges. It's a, that's a scary time to go through. But anyway, that pregnancy in 1998, I so clearly remember hearing the voice, now's the time, you know, it's, it's time. And so that she was born and Doug, I, uh, took the GMAT, which I had never taken, which I had to take to get into a PhD program. And lo and behold, there was a spot at the University of Alabama where someone had, had uh, they only take two students a year. And one of the students they had admitted from Mexico uh, had immigration visa problems. And so last minute, there was a spot 
And, you know, I have a six month old, but I'm in a PhD program. And um, that's the beginning of that. I should back up, though, and mention that around between 1995 and 1998, I managed at night. I still don't know how I did this because I traveled so much, but I managed at night to complete an MBA in our business school at Sanford University and um, loved it. Loved the faculty, loved the school, and developed some really strong relationships with a number of people. But I'll I'll mention Marlene Reed, a name that a number of people who know Sanford well might remember, Uh, and a guy named Ed Felton, two faculty members who, but there were were others, but those were probably the primary two who, when I was in my PhD program, kept in touch with me. And when an opening became available three years into my PhD program, said, hey, we want you to come back and visit with us. Uh, So that led to me ultimately leaving University of Alabama, what's called ABD, not a great situation to be in. It means you're, you're, you're halfway through, but you're not done with your dissertation. But Sanford went out on a limb and uh, brought me in, even though I was, I was not complete with that program. And Alabama, credit to them, uh, you know, allowed me to do it. I don't know if I would have gotten away with something like that today. I don't think they would allow it today. But um, so I managed to end up at Sanford and complete a PhD and teach a full load as a young mom. Another another challenging uh, period of time, but one that was full of joy because I was doing what I felt called to do. I mentioned uh, Dr. Holloway at the very beginning that you now serve as VP of Marketing Communication. Um, I know a little bit about your journey, but um, I'm sure there are details that I'm unaware of about how you transitioned from the classroom into this new role and some of the things that have changed over the years since you've taken this role as VP of Marketing Communication. So I'd love to hear about that journey into administration, uh, some of the highlights of your time as VP, and um, why marketing and communication is so central and important to the work of a university. Yeah, thank you, Kristen. There's a lot to that. I, you know, I think looking back to to that conversation I had with Dr. Westmoreland in May of 2013, and I would guess I would tell you that Dr. Westmoreland and I were always good friends, really from the day that he first came to campus as a candidate. I, I was one of the, I was part of a faculty committee that that interviewed him as our final candidate for the presidency uh, in 2006. From that day on, we were always friends. And so, you know, there was a lot of, of uh, conversation that went on in those years. So, you know, fast forward to May of 2013, when he asked me to, to become his chief marketing officer, we knew each other well and knew each other's beliefs and, and, and hopes and aspirations for Samford. It was just absolutely the, the right time and, and great opportunity for me to, to serve his administration and to advance our mission. And so, you know, th- there was a lot of shared history uh, between Dr. Westmoreland and myself from, from an early day. I should mention between Dr. Taylor and myself as well, because, of course, Dr. Taylor was the dean of the business school for, the, for five of the years in which um, I was there on the faculty. And, and we did a lot of great things in the business school in collaboration, working together. But anyway, I so believe in Samford. I so believe in what we're doing, the mission, the impact we're having, the quality in which we're doing it, the lives we're transforming. And I guess, to be honest with you, one of the primary things that motivated me to make that jump from the faculty to the administration was a belief that we could do better. And it's been a joy and a privilege, uh, a whole lot of work, but um, overall, just, just a great 
challenge and a great adventure to, to be involved in, in this work with you, Kristen, you, Dr. Sweeney, uh, and others all around the university as we um, continue to build on the foundation and prove in, in our, our work to advance the mission of Samford uh, around the world. A lot of change has happened, indeed, since 2013 that I could speak to, but I, I think I'll summarize it just by saying, to me today, we're one Samford. You know, when I came in in 2013, whether it was the website or it was the messaging or it was even the the individual brands of our what was then our eight schools. Of course, now we have 10 academic schools. There was a whole lot of of uh, disunity, a lack of harmony, a lack of consistency, a lack of a shared vision a lack of a shared identity as an institution. And as a student of business, a student of strategy, to me, it's pretty simple. There there are about 4,100 colleges and universities in the United States today, and we do not have the resources uh, to brand and have, uh, you know, 11 or 12 different identities. We need to emphasize and focus on Samford. That is the tie that uh, binds us all together, right? And um, that would be the thing that I think we've done more than anything between athletics, all 10 of our schools across our whole university. I feel like today we're all one Samford with a, a great sense of shared purpose in the mission that we all seek to advance every day. Dr. Holloway, you know, a lot of pastors and divinity school types assume that marketing is a pretty secular affair. So set us straight for a minute here. What are some of the ways in which your Christian faith shapes the way you do your work at marketing here at Sanford? Oh, gosh, that's a great question, Dr. Sweeney. Well, let me say this. I mean, I I can't fathom being able to communicate our mission uh, without without digging into and and pulling from uh, my understanding of my own faith journey and my understanding of uh, the magnitude of the mission that we seek to to advance. So that being said, and, and to just take that real practically, what we seek to do, of course, is increasingly unique in the world in the in the world of higher education as a Christ-centered institution. That the kind of reputation that we that we have in our mission, though, to, to bring it back, is is truly unique. There are very few universities who seek to do what we strive to do. And that, of course, is to excel in in academic programming and transforming the lives of our students in the context of a Christ-centered university. And so, you know, one, one can't separate faith from the work that we do to advance that mission. Dr. Holloway, what makes you excited about Sanford's future? I know we have a new president, and so that transition has been a sense of excitement for all of us here at Sanford. As much as we love Dr. Westmoreland, we're excited about our new president. Um, but what, what has you excited about Sanford's future? Oh, gosh, there's so many things to be excited about with Sanford's future. Where to start? Well, first, I would just say the people. I'm absolutely confident we've never had the people, the caliber of the people assembled at this place that we have today. It is remarkable. And Dr. Sweeney, I would obviously include you among those. And Dr. Taylor, the people we have who have come to this time at this place for this purpose, it, it's staggering. The, the people of our place, because at the end of the day, that is the heart and soul of Sanford, our people. But I'll also just more, maybe more practically speaking, say the foundation that is in place today. I mean, look, think about the past year. Here we are grappling with a global pandemic. We had record enrollment. 
the best enrollment in our in the university's history across our institution, almost record fundraising, the strongest fundraising we've had in maybe 10 years, the second best retention rate, so fall to, to spring retention, 94.5% retention, um, second only to, to a, a, you know, only one time has it, has it been higher than that. And then I think about the manner in which we faced the challenges of the pandemic and we continue to face the challenges of the pandemic head on with such grace and strength and fortitude and hope. I, I, I am amazed by the year past. I, I can't tell you how many times I've said that to friends in higher education, that I'm amazed by the manner in which our people came together and um, have tackled this, this incredible series of challenges that we've faced. But there's never been a time of as much hope and promise and opportunity for Sanford as there is today. And Dr. Taylor, again, knowing him well, having worked with him uh, for years in the past, is the man to, to take us to the next level. And that's what we are poised to do right now. We are poised as an institution to make it to the next level. And I, I just, I can't wait to see what that looks like. Betsy, we like to end these interviews by asking guests for a word or two about what they've been learning recently from the Lord. Uh, what has God been teaching you? You made reference to the past year and the struggles of the past year and the ways in which God's blessed us in the midst of all those struggles here at Samford. But do you have a concluding word for our listeners that uh, might be spiritually edifying uh, for them about what God's been teaching you recently? Oh, Doug, with this year past, uh, you know, a, a few things come to mind. The first is to lean not on my own understanding. You know, one can think about the year past and just think how on earth, why on earth, the pain, the suffering. I'm sure you, like I, have many people, too many people that you know who've unfortunately um, passed on as a result of this pandemic. And so, you know, through some of those dark days of the pandemic, especially, boy, last summer was rough. Summer of 2020 was rough. Just to not, to to lean not on my own understanding would would be one, you know, and another, just to to not be anxious. There was a period of time where I prayed for that. Philippians 4, 6, right? To lean on him and pass that off to him, to walk alongside him and, and lean on him. And I would say all of that. And then finally, you know, just hope. Just hope, the hope that we have in him, praise be for that, and that no matter how how dark and trying a day might feel, the profound hope that we have in our faith. And so it has been a year of, a wonderful year for me in terms of my spiritual journey. And, uh, uh, you know, I'm sure we all, uh, we all perhaps many of us, it's been a time at home, you know, it's been a time of, of, of more solitude again. That's a theme in my life, by the way. Uh, solitude and quiet and time. That's those are the times when I hear hear him and grow through him and in him the most. But but leaning on him, boy, it's the only way we got through this past year, right? It is indeed wise, wonderful counsel, listeners. You have been hearing Dr. Betsy Holloway, Vice President of Marketing and Communication and Chief Marketing Officer here with us at Stanford University. She has become a good friend of mine in just two years. I am so grateful for all the expertise she brings to the work at Sanford. And I'm grateful to you, Betsy, for joining us today. Thank you, listeners, for being with us. We love you. We're praying for you. And we say goodbye for now. You've been listening to the Beeson Podcast. Our theme music is written and performed by Advent Birmingham of the Cathedral Church of the Advent in Birmingham, Alabama. Our engineer is Rob Willis. Our announcer is Mike Pascarello. 
Our co-hosts are Doug Sweeney and myself, Kristen Padilla. Please subscribe to the Beeson Podcast at beesondivinity.com slash podcast or on iTunes. Thank you.